Hey, hello, this is Chelsea, um, your tired brown hipster. And, you know, I wanted to start this podcast, but I wasn't quite sure how or what niche I needed to um, be a part of in order to share what I needed to share. But in light of what we are experiencing globally, I realized that <laughs> niches and marketing and all of this um, very specific language around categorizing and identifying is part of um, the programming that stops us from truly sharing what we need to share. So, um, in that light, I'd like to just begin by saying, welcome. If you found this podcast, then I want you to know, first and foremost, that I'm not here to sway you in any way to any way of thinking. Um, I'm here to just share my experiences and talk through um, energetically what's going on and um, how we can meet it. Because right now is the great cataclysm. Right now is the cosmic unfolding. And we've all felt it. We've all had some kind of inkling of it, even if you don't believe in energy work, even if you don't believe in auras and spirituality, even if you are very uh, science-minded and you are very empirical, study-focused, you want to see the results, you want to see the, sorry, baby, <laughs> don't always work like that, right? Um, we all know that there's a great mystery, um, and we all feel, maybe, we all feel this pull, this attraction, this um, Force, some call it God, some call it source. Um, I prefer to think of it as this cosmic radiating energy. And I don't know where it's taking us, and I don't know how we'll get there, but I know that we're on our way. And um, right now, uh, it's a pleasure to be on this Earth ship with you all. Okay. So, some background about myself. Uh, I am 31 years old. Um, I am a black woman living in America. Um, I am a queer woman living in Thankfully, a very progressive little queer bubble in Seattle, Washington. Um, I'm broadcasting actually now from um, Morogoro, Tanzania. And um, more on that later. Um, but I want to say that as of right now, um, on March 14th, uh, a few days after the pandemic was announced, um, I am currently abroad and um, experiencing life in a country that the virus has um, touched very little. So actually, um, there are no cases documented in Tanzania as of yet. Um, and I hope for the people of Tanzania that it stays that way um, because you wouldn't believe how peaceful everyone has been. It's, it's a stark contrast to what I've seen um, from my um, friends and community in the States. Okay, so more about me. 
because I know that's what you're interested in at the moment. Um, I really love astrology. Um, I don't, uh, wouldn't call myself an astrologer, but I do reference many astrologers, um, and I do pay attention to that community quite often. Um, I do hold the belief that um, because we are all connected, um, physically, chemically, and atomically, atomically, not anatomically, atomically connected, that it would kind of make sense that the um, stars, the alignment of the stars would affect um, human energy. So that said, I am, uh, my sun is in Cancer, my moon is in Cancer, my rising is in Sagittarius, my Mercury is in Cancer, and my Venus is in Gemini. And I share all that information because it's actually taken me quite some time to be able to step into who I am as a person. Um, I've always been a very sensitive person. My mother likes to tell this story about um, how when I was first born, I didn't cry for like two weeks and it freaked her out. So she took me to the doctor and did, they did their doctor thing. And the joke is, is that I've been crying ever since. So if you know the stereotype about cancer, uh, we're big crybabies. <laughs> We um, kind of exist in this very emotional state. Um, and my whole life, I've experienced this constant um, wave of, of feeling, not just my own feelings, but the feelings of people around me. And for the longest time, was very, was very scared of what that felt like. I was um, the the... Uh, animal associated with cancer is the crab, and the crab has a shell, and very often I would find myself retreating to my shell because it is so scary to feel everything all of the time. So many cancer placements in my chart means that I am hyper aware of what is going on emotionally, which means that sometimes I am less aware of what's going on um, in, in like the reality, the, the hard truth of things, the... the um, you know, the, the tangible world. Um, and I think that for the longest time, I thought that that was a detriment to my personality. I thought that made me unlovable, to be honest. I was told many times in my family that I had to regulate my emotions and that I had to um, basically was asked to feel less. And when you are, in tr when you find out that you are not wired that way, this is why astrology is important. This is why it's such a big trend right now. We're figuring out our programming beyond society's programming. We're figuring out what our natural rhythms are. Many of us are drawn now to spirituality, witchcraft, yoga, um, tarot reading, all of these practices, these intuition, intuitive practices to try to hone those natural rhythms. That's why many people are, are um, turning to plant-based diets, vegan, vegetarian, even if you are simply trying to be more mindful about how, what food you're eating, um, how the food is farmed, the people preparing your food, right? All of that, all of that goes into your body. All of that is important. 
okay? So coming back to the stars and, and my very, very water-heavy chart, um, what it means to have a placement in the sun and moon of cancer means that I am all, <laughs> I am all water sign all the time. Um, thankfully, I have a little heat to balance that. Um, my uh, rising in Sagittarius means that people perceive me as a fire sign. Um, people perceive a very like bright, energetic person, and that is who I am on the outside. And that's what I want to share with you all. That's what's compelled me to take on a more public um, sort of persona. Sagittarius can't help but be seen and move and talk, and um, that's, that's what I'm about right now. Um, experiencing global travel through my job has allowed me to open up in ways that I did not expect, allowed me to find ways to be myself, even when culturally myself isn't exactly accepted. Um, as a queer woman, right now being in a country in Tanzania where homo homosexuality is actually against the law, could you imagine? I'm sure you can. Um, it's opened my eyes to a lot of um, internal pain that I largely moved to this world without. Um, and I can talk more about that later. But I just wanted to touch on it because it's been important for me to be loud, <laughs> especially as a black woman, because very often our attitudes are policed by um, dominant culture. So when they see a loud black woman, they see anger and they, they fear it. And um, my loudness comes from joy, but also does come from a deep rage, to be honest. Um, but I'll always serve that rage up with a side of laughter. So moving on down along my chart to Mercury. Mercury is um, the um, planet of communication. So when I communicate with other beings, when I talk to other people, even, even animals, because we know, uh, you know, crab babies, we love our, we love our animals. Um, it comes from a place of um, deep emotion, deep feeling. So I will probably get emotional on this podcast. I will probably cry. I cry at the drop of a hat. I cry because I am happy. I cry because I am sad. I cry because I am angry. I cry because there is like this weird pain in my back hip right now. <laughs> I don't cry all the time. And sometimes it's just a little short burst. But I just wanted to um, express that because um, I think right now we have to connect to our emotions. Our physical bodies are not all that we are. Some more introduction about myself. Um, I am lucky to have found a yoga community um, that has been less rooted in the Western idea of yoga, of this core power, get sexy abs, yoga bullshit. And it's more connected to um, what yoga actually is, which is a means 
to still the fluctuations of the mind and prepare the body for meditation. And meditation is the key to our liberation. Yeah? And if you don't know much about that, the resources you can find on um, what yoga really is are broad and they are right in your face. Go to your local uh, library, Google the shit. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's lots of misinformation um, and I might actually do an episode about um, some resources that you can find for your own self-study, but I really um, encourage you, if you have found this podcast, um, then you have found a channel, a wave, to catch and ride um, through this madness. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about and do is going to be rooted in what I've learned through yoga. So I am a certified 200-hour yoga teacher. I teach mainly vinyasa. I was recently just trained in um, yin, nidra, and meditation. Um, so I feel uh, my training in um, my training is actually just ended in the, at the end of February, and so I feel super empowered right now because in a time that would normally make me shut down and be very scared and make me just so nervous and anxious. I feel good, right? That's, and I don't, I'm not bragging here, no flex, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say like, you guys out here with the coronavirus, you're just all like sad with your mask. Like, I'm out here in Africa, like having the best time of my life. No joke, I am. I just got to um, climb a mountain after work on Friday, Friday the 13th, yes, Freya's day, what's up? And I got to climb a mountain and I got to see a waterfall with um, two companions that were so kind to me, even though I didn't know the language, even though I don't speak much Swahili at all. They're so kind. We met so many people along our path. There's a whole community in the mountains out here in Morogoro that is relatively self-sustaining. They have their own water. A bitch might stay, I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm, going, I'm headed actually back to the States today. <sighs> but I had that experience yesterday. And I walked much further and traveled in so many different ways. And I wasn't tired, I wasn't worried, I felt safe and held and loved. And I want people to recognize the moments that they do feel safe and held and loved and know that they can carry those moments with them. So I'm grateful that um, I decided to carry out um, this work trip to Tanzania. Um, I left right before the outbreak was considered a pandemic. And so um, a lot of the travel uh, has fluctuated. Um, a lot of the travel capabilities have, have fluctuated um, while I've been here. But I'm so grateful. I'm so, and I, gratitude doesn't even cover really truly how I feel right now. I was playing in the stream, in the waterfall with my friends and laughing and having a good time and experiencing nature 
on the continent where humanity started. What? I thought about my grandmother so much. She's 96 years old. She lives in North Carolina. She's traveled all around the world. She was my primary caregiver when I was a baby. Therefore, my um, internal, my nervous system was regulated by this woman. So I feel so close to her. And I feel close to her even now. And I hope one day, you know, if we're lucky, she'll get to see this country. She'll get to see this continent. Because, ah. Uh, No words are going to encompass the energy that I feel here. Energy is such a broad term, and I'll use it a lot <laughs> throughout this podcast. Uh, it's so, it's so, you know, like, ooh, energy, ooh, woo-woo, ooh, you know, chakras. But that shit's real, and you know it. Even if you don't believe in it, you know it. Know it. You don't know it intellectually. And we'll talk about it, and I'll point you to resources. But I want you to get to know it. Get to know your energy, your vibe. Get to know what the fuck is going on with your physical body, but know that you are not just your physical body. You are not a soul in a body. Your body is in you. Huh? What? <laughs> what is that? Like my body is in me. What? What does that mean? Like my body is in me? Shit. That's a mystery. For another time. <sighs> if you are curious about what the fuck I just went on a little tangent about, um, please look up kosha theory. Uh, that is spelled K-O-S-H-A. Uh, I'm going to be a little rambling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some twists and turns very often with, with my podcast. I'm going to try and keep them to 30 minutes um, because I'm just starting out. But um, I want to put little pins in things for later episodes so I can start to get more focused. But as an introduction, um, I started this uh, moniker, Tired Brown Hipster, um, because I thought I was going to make um, a blog about instructional design and being an instructional designer from a millennial point of view. Uh, I was born in 1988, peak millennial. Rihanna was born in 1988. I, for some reason, <laughs> I, for some reason, honestly, like, think that that is some sort of, like, cosmic connection, that because Rihanna was born in 1988, obviously anyone born in 1988 is the fucking shit. Like, that's how strong Rihanna, Rihanna's uh, prana energy is, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm a mess, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so I'm a millennial, um, which means a bitch is entitled. <laughs> I, I super love all of these categorizations that we are trying to impress upon each other as if, as if generations of humans don't go through adolescence in mass <laughs> every generation and experience 
virtually the same things. Now, what makes the differences with millennials is that we experienced something that is so important right now. Many of us grew up playing outside until the streetlights came on, take your ass inside. If you're from a black family, your mom says, you smell like the outside, go take a shower. <laughs> you know what that smell is. <sighs> Little kids run around outside, you know, that kind of like smell of grass and sweat. Most of us remember that. And we were in our communities and we we're face to face with our friends, but technology started to seep in right around our adolescence, right around, um, for me, I think the first time I was starting to get on the internet was fourth grade, fifth grade. And at the time, I was such a weeb, which actually really doesn't hold true. The definition doesn't really hold true. I just loved Sailor Moon to death. Still do. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I will do a whole Sailor Moon episode. I should you not. Um, but technology was starting to seep in, right? So by the time I was in junior high school, I was tying up the phone lines with my AOL dial-up talking to my friends. My mom couldn't make a phone call from our landline, uh, which was complicated because at the time, cell phones were very expensive. I think we were paying like 10 cents a, a text. Like, what? <laughs> Ugh. How time flies. How we evolve. Do you realize that the technology we are experiencing now in this day and age was impossible 100 years ago? Like, people couldn't even, like, like, think about the shit. Like, you know, like, couldn't even conceive of what the fuck we experience now. Like, I'm just, I'm just like pacing around this hotel room in Morogoro, and I'm gonna post this podcast, and I'm gonna share it widely and see what, what comes up. Maybe no one listens to the shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I really feel that right now, and I'm, I'm ramping up to something because um, this, is, this is a part of why I'm doing this. Who I am is why I'm doing this. What we're going through right now, what we are going through, we are going through together, you and I. And when I say you and I, I mean your ear to my, my mouth to your ear. You and me together. We are going through this together. So millennials, we grew up in a time where technology seeps in and we experience um, together much communication. We experience many types of communication. Back in the old days, it was message boards and instant messaging. Um, this really cool thing that was happening when I was a kiddo was like um, groups of primarily women. Uh, when I say women, I mean girls. I mean girls. I mean 12-year-old girls were getting together and making and publishing and emailing and organizing their own zines. Like, on email, like you could apply to have your own con like little. I, I don't know how I tapped into this community of, of baby journalists, but I hope all y'all bitches are out there right now still doing your shit because oh my god, like looking back, that is wild, <laughs> that is crazy. That we as children were like, yeah, let's organize and communicate. <laughs>
Millennials, like, we get a lot of shit. We get a lot of shit. We get a lot of shit for killing, killing things that society decided were important, like the diamond industry. Oh shit, the diamond industry? Oh no, millennials are buying less diamonds. Um, so in high school, many of us saw this documentary about how um, the truth of diamonds and blood diamonds and how ch child soldiers are used to protect these systems in Africa. And I think a lot of us internalized that and said, ah, fuck a diamond, what is that? What is that? <laughs> what, a rock? I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna tie my, my um, value system to some fucking jewel. And, may, and maybe many of us do actually think that diamonds are dope. I know, I know we still have, you know, bling culture, whatever the fuck. Um, but I think a lot of us have, have moved away from really caring about that sort of thing, and so that industry suffered. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, you know, millennials are getting a lot, we're getting a lot of shit. I haven't seen many of these articles now, though now the culture wars are really, really focusing on the divide between boomers and millennials and kind of ignoring the uh, generation in between, like, <laughs> oh, this, this is so, it's so interesting, it's so interesting. I saw an article the other day talking about how there were two types of millennials, the ones that are living with their parents and struggling to pay back their student loans. Okay, fuck you student loans. Like, let's, what's really real, okay? Like, and then those of us that are out here starting our own businesses and getting really successful really quickly, um, you know, who knows how all that's gonna end up? You know, let's not pass judgment, but also let's recognize that other generations have done these things, that powerful CEOs have come out of other generations from um, people that didn't even go to school and that started their own businesses, that people have been living at home with their parents because they're unable to financially support themselves after school. It's different economically, it's very different. We are living in a, a, in a different world. And I think what's cool about my generation is that we are in the middle of it. I feel that growing up, I was always experiencing the, the next wave of what was to come. I was always riding the cusp of what was ending, what was beginning. And to have this perspective feels like a great boon. It feels like a great, um, it feels just like a great, uh, gift that's been given to us. We're lucky. We're the lucky ones. Because right now we're young. We're hungry. We're strong. And I'm not talking about your muscles, whatever the fuck. I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, I know so many millennials out there that are hustlers, that are doing so much, too much, because they figured out how. So many of us are riding this wave and it's exhausting and we're tired. Tired, get it? Tired, brown, hipster, hipster millennial. I'm black, brown, trying to just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull the thread together. I, <laughs> I'm trying to express why I've decided to, to take on this moniker. Um, but yeah, tired, brown, hipster, like that is, that is what is going on with me.
um, and, and I'm sure many of you out there. And this podcast isn't specifically for people of color, but I'm going to frame things um, by that perspective because this is my perspective. Um, and it's not primarily for millennials, uh, though I think that those are the, that's the audience that we're going to tap into. But shit, aren't you all tired? I mean, the grind of, of what we experience as human beings collectively is, it's like society, society is set up to just wear you down until you conform to, to what it wants. Um, my mom said to me one day, uh, we were in the car, I can't remember where we were going, um, I was still living in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and um, she said to me that, I'm paraphrasing a lot because this was a couple years ago, she said to me that when we're, we're born, society immediately tries to, to put us in a box, to find a box, to find the box for the baby, and put the baby in the box, and the baby grows up in the box so we can control them. I mean, she didn't say so we can control them, but looking at it now, I'm like, ah, control. <laughs> and then she said, I think you just didn't get in the box. <laughs> and I, I internalized that as a compliment. <laughs> I didn't think she meant it as a compliment. Um, my whole life, my family has kind of always been like, what, what are you? <laughs> You're so weird. You're not like any of us. You're, you know, um, they've always looked at me as this kind of, um, I don't want to say outsider. I've always felt immense love for my family, but I've, I've always experienced a separation from, from my family in this way. And, and they vocalized it, you know, they don't know where my personality comes from. <laughs> And I'm sure down the line there was some, there was some uh, reclusive witch in my family that I've, I've somehow uh, gotten a hold of her DNA. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm taking that to heart now. Yesterday, uh, March 13th, 2020, I uh, walked up a mountain uh, with some friends and played in, in the water and um, laughed and uh, experienced and tried to be in the moment as much as possible. And I looked out over the horizon and I thought about my grandmother and I thought about all of the people um, if you can't tell right now, I'm, I'm about to cry. Um, I thought about all the people that are suffering right now. And they're suffering from not just the coronavirus, but fear for their own families, fear for their own communities. People are freaking the fuck out right now buying toilet paper, soap, antibacterial soap, hand sanitizer in mass, so much so that they're depleting resources for others. Resource scarcity is a fucking lie. I thought about that while I was on that mountain. I was thinking like, shit, 
I could stay here and sustain my whole goddamn life. I could live in this mountain until I'm 80 years old and not need a damn thing. Resource scarcity is a joke. It is a lie told to us to get us to consume, to get us to spend our money, to get us anxious when things like this happen. This shit is happening, I think. And I've, I've, um, I've watched a lot of videos talking about this. I've watched um, a lot of uh, energy workers talk about this. Um, we're experiencing this together globally, globally. And how we respond to it is going to make all of the difference. So, um, I was on this mountain and I was up there for such a short time, you know, I, I, time, time is, time is a trip, you guys. Um, I ended, I ended our session at work. Um, I was giving a workshop and we ended at 3 PM. Um, in Tanzania, they close meetings very officially, so we didn't get out, and then they have tea. <laughs> so we didn't get out of there until like 3.30. And then, and then we took a, a motorcycle and a bus and one of those little cars, I can't remember the name right now. And I think we got to the mountain path around 4.30. And it took an hour to hike uh, to where we were going, maybe, maybe a little bit over that. I think, we got, I think it, it took an hour and a half to get to the waterfall. And I thought it was so late. I was like so worried about nightfall. I was like, ah, I mean, I was pretty happy to be where I was. Like who gets the chance to, to do this? I was not expecting to climb a mountain after work yesterday. I was not uh, physically equipped to climb a mountain after work yesterday. I had the wrong shoes on. Ugh. But um, yeah. I will hold that memory in my heart forever. So we're walking back down the mountain. And um, it's starting to get dark. And we're passing all the places that we passed before. We're passing um, the people in their houses and their chickens and their goats, the children. They're all in their little houses and settling down for the night. And none of this is new to them. It's new to me. It's new to my other colleague that was with me. We were tourists in the mountain. And it was getting darker. And motorcycles have been passing up and down the mountain this whole time. And my friends, it had rained, and so there was mud. My shoes were getting muddy, and I was sliding. And my colleague, like, literally held my hand and, and guided me and kept me from falling. And, and uh, my, our other guide, you know, sh used his cell phone light to show, to make sure that we avoided all the rocks. And it got darker. And I wasn't worried. I knew I was safe. I knew that nothing could touch me in the dark. Nothing could hurt me. 
It had a lot to do with the community around me. It had a lot to do with um, trust. And symbolically, I'm reflecting on community and trust. And I know that we're going through it. But I want you to think about this time as the dark night shit. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, Batman. That's not what I mean. Um, uh, not dark night with a K. Um, but no, uh, I want you to... to, to experience the, uh, the, the concept of, of night, this COVID-19 experience, is pushing us deeper into the darkness. Yeah, it is. And um, globally, globally, like the whole globe, the whole earth, is experiencing this together, the whole earth together. I want you to, as we're socially distancing, to reach out to your communities, to get to know those in your communities who might be vulnerable at this time, to work to create ways to communicate with them and to supply them with what they need. Guide them, hold their hands, keep them from falling in the mud. Shine your light. Shit. <laughs> it's so, ah. You, look. Um, I had this thought where I was at the waterfall and I was like, I need to start writing poetry again. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, ah, I can't tell you enough how interesting it is that, um, back to me for a second, back, back to, if I can just focus on me for a second, um, it is so interesting, um, as someone who grew up basically, uh, living on the internet, living for the internet, you know, like I was, me and my best friends used to like sit in my mom's office chair and be like in the chat rooms, like ASL. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you do not know what ASL means, it means age, sex, location. Uh, in, you know, in a time where, where, you know, people were, were still very steeped in the binary. Um, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I have these memories of just like, watching stupid videos online, which we do now, but like, you know, not in the same way. Um, anyway, this, this experience that we're, that we're going through collectively have pushed many of us to exist in the digital world. What? Like we, uh, many of us are able to work, we're able to work from home. If you are able to work from home, you are uh, having many conference calls with your, 
uh, with your colleagues. And even a couple years ago, those conference calls were not this reliable. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to be going through this when we have a time, when we're experiencing a time technologically where we are so able, we're so able to connect with each other. Like, I, a couple years ago, might not have been able to send my mom pictures of um, my, my experience yesterday um, so quickly, um, but I can use WhatsApp and I can just text her some, some pictures and be like, hey, posted some stories on Instagram on my, on my, on my uh, personal account. Like, this is my experience yesterday. Like, you are basically here with me. Like, that's wild. Um, I know many people in my yoga community and, and the spiritual community that have been doing this um, um, for a long time, um, having energy talks or um, pulling cards online. And I've always wanted to do that stuff, but I've always been afraid and I've always been like, people are going to think I'm fucking crazy. Well, okay, to be honest, real talk, TBH, tired brown hipster, uh, I am just a little crazy, but you know what? I don't care. I'm functioning. <laughs> I'm functioning. I have love. I have friends. I have community. Um, and I think we're all a little crazy. And I think that what we're experiencing now uh, has brought all of that to the surface. We can't, people are putting on masks. But the funny thing is, is this experience is actually taking the masks away. <laughs> People have to show their true face now. You have to show up as who you are now. Don't front. Don't. You can't. You can't anymore. You can't hide. I can't hide. I woke up. I had the craziest dream last night. I can't even tell you what it was about. It was so uh, vivid. I saw faces. I saw um locations and I'm not saying that it was like it was like a vision of the future it was really honestly what the the narrative of the dream was is that I was looking for a place to get a cheeseburger and the place that I wanted to go to was closed um cool name for a restaurant though 86th right okay so that was my dream I'm sure that exists but like I wanted to go get a burger um and uh I ended up going to this place that I was new to me um, I was driving, I think I was driving a car that I had when I was in high school. Um, uh, the kid that took my order um, had Down syndrome. Um, and, you know, like, I I'm just saying this to tell you how much detail is in my dreams. Um, I was about to eat a bur my burger in the car, as I do sometimes. Um, and this group was uh, having a conversation outside of my car talking about what they were going to do later. And I struck up a conversation with them. I was like, hey, you can come hang out with me. Drive over to my place and like have a conversation in the kitchen. I can't identify the people that were in this dream, but I could see their faces. <laughs> like, um, oh my gosh, I am so into dreams. Um, I will definitely do an episode about dreams. Um, in the future, but I've already exceeded um, my 30-minute goal. Uh, this first episode is 45 minutes. Um, I feel good about it. I'm actually going to post it without editing, um, and I hope that's okay. Um, I know that's okay. <laughs>
Because uh, one last kind of thought to wrap all of this up, something I've believed for a long time now, uh, when I started pulling tarot cards and, and um, working with divination, um, something that I believe is that the divine will communicate with you via the channels that you're paying attention to. So if all you do is watch Netflix, you're going to get some sort of message that you need to hear. My mom, actually, I talk about my mom a lot. Um, she said to me randomly one day, she was like, I learn a lot from TV. <laughs> and you know what? I bet she does. I bet she does. Um, and people that are in control of, of television and those, that messaging aren't always the best people. But something interesting, uh, looking back at some of the media that I consumed when I was a kid, Rocco's Modern Life, for instance, or um, a lot of the programming during the golden age of, of Nickelodeon was produced by a certain generation of people. Uh, there's an episode of Rocco's Modern Life, which um, is actually, there was an episode uh, recently that came out that was a resurgence of the, the program, um, but it was about a TV writer and his experience with his family. And it was such a eye-opening thing to see because it was like the veil being pulled back and saying like, yo, there are real people uh, uh, producing this content and, th and their experience actually informs what you see. So as a child, I'm watching a cartoon like la 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 and, and I'm getting all of these messages from adults that are really just imparting their, their experience. Um, and anyway, so they had this very meta episode. And the recent episode that you can find, I think, is still on Netflix. Um, that same TV writer, um, the big head son, uh, um, comes out as trans. Um, and I, so, you know, yeah, you're going to. I mean, there's so much. There's so much about about all of that that I I can go into. I really I really want to do an episode about cartoons and how um, how beautiful communication um, cartoons can be. Um, but this experience of of her journey, right? Like I watched that first episode before before her transition, um, be before that experience, and I knew that character. And so to, to watch this episode, what, 20 years later as an adult, as a queer person who has, um, you know, these two, who knows um, and, and loves trans people, like, to see that experience was like, ah, damn, you know? <laughs> yes, put that out there because people need to know. People need to experience. People need this message. They need, they need to see it because otherwise they're going to hold these biases um, around people that they don't even know, they don't even experience. So um, coming back to my main point, my main point is that I don't really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this podcast. This is what I'm going to do. I talk to myself all day in my room anyway. <laughs> I might as well put the shit out there. Um, people that resonate with it will find it. Um, and if you want to talk, to me, um, I'm happy to uh, do that. You can find me on Instagram under Tired Brown Hipster. Um, I'm gonna. I'm in the midst of remodeling what my Instagram uh, looks like. Um, uh, I encourage you to like reach out. I'm gonna put videos up. Um, I'm gonna talk about 
yoga. I'm going to make some meditation videos and podcasts. Some of these podcasts are just going to be meditations. Um, also yoga nidra, which is um, psychic sleep, super important for your energetic body. I'll talk more about that later. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. <laughs> um, I love fashion. So if you're into that sort of thing, like, um, I, I love, I like clothes. Um, I'm a very materialistic person. I, I don't know what to tell you. That sucks, but you know, that's where we're, where we're at right now. Um, I just want to share. I'm in, and I'm in a sharing mood. <laughs> um, I'm trying to make a ripple in this world. And I think that living in this age, uh, during a pandemic, we're going to need each other. And I'm not the only source of, of, um, of uh, message here. But if you do find something that's resonant, um, please like, comment, sub subscribe, share, do all the, the things, the social media things that we know to do. Um, because there's so many voices out there. I'm not really expecting like a huge following, but what I want is to connect with the people that do resonate because we are forming digital communities. We are living not just in this physical world, which is super important. Please take care of yourself, your space, your animals. Um, take care of your, your family, your friends, your community. Take care of the physical world around you. But we also live in this digital space now, and that's dope. Um, I'm in e-learning. Um, e-learning is uh, a really um, technological-focused um, uh, profession. Um, so, um, I'm very familiar with, uh, how to, to move around the digital world. Um, so, uh, you'll see me in, in many different forms. Um, but in the meantime, um, I'm going to wrap up this, this, uh, broadcast and, um, yeah, I hope that. I hope that something I said resonates with you. I hope that you stuck around for the full hour that I just talked. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I hope that, um, that, I hope that you reach out um, and that we can maybe build a community together. Um, I wanna, I wanna acknowledge that a lot of um, inspiration for, for me to start up specifically a podcast came from listening to the quietest revolution. Um, uh, you can find, uh, uh, Amber Khan, uh, her podcast is revolution ramblings. I follow her on Instagram and, um, Spotify. Um, I just want to shout out to that person who I've never met, who I've never spoken to. Um, but that person is the 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 inspiration for why I'm doing this, for why I'm putting myself out there in this way, uh, for why I feel empowered to do so. Um, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium. I'm not like any. I'm not an astrologer. Uh, I'm just a person. I'm just a cute person <laughs> who practices yoga and uh, who cares a lot all the time for everyone and everything. Um, so that said, uh, I'll figure out a cute way to 
end my podcast later, but for now, um, wash your hands and be kind.